Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. Conley drives, floats it left side to Donovan. Offense stands still. Bogdanovich comes to get it. Straight away three. Good. Boyan Bogdanovich. 26 for Boyan. That's his fourth three. He's had a three in each quarter. Rubio driving at Conley. Throws a bad pass behind his back. Turnover. Picked up by Gobert. Outlet to Ingles. He finds Donovan for the dunk and retired at 92. Big turnover there by Ricky Rubio. Here comes Booker. Driving. Backpedaling. Gobert. Bounce pass. Stolen by Mitchell. Outlet Bogdanovich. Going to the rim. Fouled and finishes. Boyan Bogdanovich in the open court. Inbound to Donovan in the backcourt. He's got Javon Carter guarding. Five seconds. Donovan driving hard to the basket. Scoops. He's fouled with .4 seconds to play. Two free throws to win it for Donovan Mitchell. He needs one. And the Jazz win it 96-95. Can you tell us if that's what you were trying to do on the last play there? You had just a few seconds and Donovan took it to the basket. I mean, that that's something we work on. And, you know, the ball is in his hands. We trust him to make a play and, you know, in space. And he did. He's been in those situations. He'll continue to be in them. And for him to be able to get to the foul line, whatever he can do to generate a bucket, he's capable of doing. He did it tonight. And so we trust him to do those things. And he showed why tonight. All right, it's the split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? You currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea. Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. Jazz uh, uh, squeaked one out last night in Phoenix, Gordon, 96-95 against the Suns. And uh, this this game set basketball back a little bit. Sure did. It was was a little ugly. There was, uh, let's see... 50, what is it, 57 foul calls in the game? <laughs> 57 foul calls. Uh, the Jazz uh, continue their turnover issues as well, but somehow find a way to get a victory in Phoenix. Now, that's interesting because the Jazz, the old-time Jazz under Jerry, I mean, that team fouled a lot. It, it played good defense, but it fouled a lot. Led the and league. It was part almost every year, yep. or it was in the, the top. Uh, but but Quinn doesn't like that man. He'd rather have the guys play good defense without the fouling, and uh, they generally do that. But uh, last night was a foul fest, and it was a defensive uh, struggle. I'll say it that way. And the Jazz's offense at times looked horrendous. And I I, I know how Quinn is about these things. He he has a very distinct idea in his mind about how he wants this thing to look and it did not look that way now david Locke and i and maybe you too jake and and others uh dennis we've asked his uh, opinion about this turnovers drive me crazy and i know Locke says statistically it doesn't really it's not as important as as i think it is but it 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 just if i were a coach that would drive me crazy to see lazy passes Although, which of the players last night brought it up said, well, those guys were playing defense, too. And they, they were trying to. There were, there were some lazy passes. Yes. I and, think that's uh, fair. There were times when Joe Ingles, bless his heart, I mean, he, he looked like he was playing blindfolded sometimes as far as some of the mistakes he made. He's a terrific player. I, I get all that. But the Jazz have—I go back to the two words that Quinn used last year over and over again— play with force and focus. And I like those two words. I think those words apply in every sport. But when you have a game like last night, when things are not 
not necessarily going every which way that you want it to go. You've got to be forceful. And those passes at times were lazy, sloppy, nothing good. And so the Jazz have to get that part of it figured out. But you have to give them credit at the end because it looked like they were going to lose that game. Well, they made that run. Uh, they hit a couple of threes, and then Donovan did his thing. And and what they do in in that stretch uh, in that, at late, they they played defense on a couple of those. And they took advantage of Phoenix making some mistakes, and they and those those defensive stops turned into to baskets, the dunk by uh, Donovan, and uh, and. So as I watched the game, that's what I was thinking about. Play tough defense. If your shot isn't dropping, at least make smart passes, forceful passes. Get the ball where it should be. Last year, there were times, Jake, when the Jazz would get those wide-open shots and then miss them. That is more tolerable to me than playing sloppy. Well, they turned the ball over quite a bit last they year did. at times, They too, did. So. Granted, they did. So, anyway, uh, Bogdanovich saved their bacon. Uh, you talked about uh, Don- Donovan uh, making some big baskets. Those two were the, the offense, and Rudy Gobert at the foul line. Well, so so here's a couple of things, Gordon, and, and we don't have nearly enough time in this segment to, to cover at all. I think there's a reason, and we can break this down later, that Bogdanovich is getting such good shots. Uh, but but two real quick major storylines that I that we've got to address, and let's start with Bogdanovich and his 29 points, and I want to throw in a, 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 an observation at you to see if you've seen the same thing. Okay. He's a tough guy. He is. He's a he's a tough guy. He plays tough. He plays physical. Uh, he tweaked his ankle there in the fourth quarter, but was absolutely not coming off that floor. And if you look at his games played in in his career, Gordon, he plays every game. I mean, you there you go through a couple of years there where it's you know seventy nine and eighty, but it's never. I mean, he this guy plays. Jay Crowder was was tough in a sense that he would stick stick up for his teammates and and did some some kind of tough guy things which uh, I think was needed on that jazz team but he he didn't play necessarily all that tough he was a little more of a finesse guy when it came to actually playing on the floor he didn't rebound all that well and his defense was good at times but I wouldn't describe his defense as tough Boyan plays tough and that wasn't his reputation coming in and that's something that maybe I should have picked up as a as an NBA observer but he he plays really tough we, we get caught up in the threes and he hit him last night there's no doubt about it but he brings a lot more to the table than I thought he was going to bring yeah. to the table and it's impressive yeah I agree with that a hundred percent Jake with how much he's handling the ball he's not just a catch and shoot guy he's not I mean he's not just a three-point shooter in fact the, the jazz at times the way they're utilizing him remind me of Gordon Hayward in his glory years I mean, he's moving all over the place, making all kinds of varied shots. And and the Jazz would have been dead without him last night. They absolutely played like an all-star yep. last night in every way. And I like your idea about his toughness. He plays with a ferocity, you know, and it's expressed on his face. He is very serious on the court, and and it, it it's important to him. Yeah, You can see it. And then I thought the negative, uh, real quick, and this absolutely jumps off the page, of course, Mike Conley, 0 of 7, uh, 0 for 3 from 3, only had 1 point, 1 assist, 1 steal. Now, he played much better against the Kings, but I we obviously have not seen 
the real Mike Conley as of yet or, or the one we expected to see. Now, I'm going to say last night was a bit of a one-off because he could not stay on the floor. Yeah. He was in foul trouble all night, and mm-hmm. that I mean that just put him behind the eight ball. I mean, he, he got his fifth foul, Gordon, or no, excuse me, his fourth foul, 17 seconds into the third quarter. Yeah, I, I mean that's now he needs to play a little smarter defenses, you know, and, and play D with without fouling. But he he was unable to get into a rhythm last night, certainly. But here's the thing: he's just getting used to his new role. It's just different. That's what everyone's and saying. He's going to be fine. That's what everyone is saying. And do you disagree? I, I no, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's. What was the move? Was it Space Jam when, when the players' talents got taken away yeah, from by them? by the, the Monstars, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it almost looks like that at times. Maybe Has anyone else made that analogy? But it, it looks a little bit like, at times, like, that's not the Mike Conley I know. That's not the Mike Conley I've been watching play for the past decade, you know? And so you're sitting there going... And the shot comes and goes with players, but he looks out of sorts. The two biggest moves, obviously, that the Jazz made during the offseason was Mike, Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. And Bogdanovich was paying off in a big way last night. The Jazz are essentially playing without Mike Conley at all. Right. Because that's not him. No. The guy who's on the floor right now is not Mike Conley. I don't know who he is. I don't know who stole his talent. But uh, I imagine that talent's going to come back. When it does come back, think about how good this offense is going to be. And I think it is a win, my opinion. Because unless you think that Father Time has suddenly caught up to Mike Conley, which you, you possibly could but make you that— he 21 points last year. Right, right, right. You, I'm just saying, you could possibly make that argument, I guess. I mean, he's, he's in his 30s, and, and he's going to hit that at some point. But I, I don't believe that. I don't think he's played that way on the court. I think he's just finding his fit and thinking a lot out there. Yeah. It's not quite natural to him. And as a result, he's missing a couple of shots. I mean, that, that three where he was wide open in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. I mean, the touch was there. Everything was there. It was just a little bit a little bit off, you know? I mean, I have no doubt that well, it's— your be- shot probably would have been a little bit off. You're not making $35 million a year. Uh, but my point is, is that I—he's— He's going to come back to be who he is. He's I, just figuring out where he's at on this team. I, I believe that that – how else can you really think? I mean, you don't just you don't just play like this permanently from here on out when you're this kind of talented player. But it's interesting to me that the Jazz are 3-1 and one right now with Mike Conley playing like this. It's actually kind of a good sign if you think well, about it. They, uh, we've talked about the Jazz needing a point guard, and Mike has not been that point guard. And so what has happened – Guess who's getting double and triple teamed again? Donovan Mitchell, but it hasn't seemed to hamper him much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the very thing that was in place to prevent him from having to face. Because last night, did you notice that every time he made a move, there was another guy cheating over. And then there was another guy behind those two. And there's probably a reason that Bogdanovich had 29 points. Well, there's part of it. Yeah, yeah. and so somebody has to punish teams. Uh, Joe did not play particularly well last night. I guess this is the upside. The Jazz have not even touched their potential. I agree. I disagree with Joe didn't play well last night. He didn't shoot, and he didn't shoot well last night. But I hold that that against him. All right, fair enough. How many turnovers did he have? uh, Three. In front of me. You saw those lazy passes. 
Yeah, but um, on a night where they have 23, three going to Ingles, who was more or less your but, primary but, but ball handler. I, I understand that. But, but he had nine boards and five I, yeah, assists. I get that. But when I think of Joe Ingles, I'm thinking of a guy that I'm going to hold to a high standard All right, because he's that good. Fair enough. All right, Gordon. The NCAA took a first step today in uh, allowing athletes to earn cash for their likeness. Because they have to. Uh, the uh, the nation's largest governing body for college sports and its members must now figure out how to allow athletes to profit while still maintaining the rules regarding amateurism. I'm reading right from the AP write-up here. The NCAA Board of Governors meeting at Emory University in Atlanta directed each of the NCAA's three divisions to create the necessary ru- uh, new rules immediately and have them in place no later than January to, uh, 2021. So basically what this means, Gordon, is the Board of Governors unanimously said... I hate amateurism. Yeah. Pay those college athletes. This, is that what they said? No, no, but that was well-timed. Yeah, that's that was pretty well-timed there, there Austin. <laughs> uh, this He's is, good at his job. He is. This, <laughs> this is basically the first step as the ball rolls further down uh, hill. Now they're they're basically asking everybody to say, okay, if we're going to do this, how are we going to do this? Come up with a plan by this date, and we'll see if we can proceed from there. And is it easy? No, it's complicated. Yeah, because complicated. they have to preserve the they have to preserve amateurism. Did you see that senator from one of the states, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, supposedly suggesting that that uh, student athletes be taxed. For their stipends now. But here's where the rubber meets the road now, isn't it? Because if they're not amateurs and they're professionals, then they should be taxed on their income. Not necessarily. And you know what a scholarship there, there, there is? Are, income for a professional. He's ever, got a point. Aren't there, aren't there other exemptions or exceptions made for various things where the law is a little different under certain circumstances? Well, you would know now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Where's your tax guy no, at? I'm telling you right now that you don't mess with the IRS. I'll say that. But uh, I, I, I think that's just a punitive act on his part. Come on. What are you doing? Why is that a punitive act? Because it's unnecessary. Why is it unnecessary? Because they're not truly professional athletes. They're not being paid directly for their services Listen here, on the field or comrade, on the court. We... Actually, that wouldn't be comrade. But anyway, we we tax citizens on income in this country. That's a thing that we do. God bless America. God bless America. Yes, one hundred percent. I don't I don't mind paying taxes if it provides us with the the society that we currently enjoy. So That's- so essentially, what he is suggesting is that if you do take advantage of your likeness, image, your name, then your stipend, your scholarship will be taxed. But if you don't, then it won't? Right, because amateurism is the loophole in what we're talking about here. This is such that they can, this is Because such they're yes. amateurs, they can oh, give them on. scholarships. It's how it works. It's how it's <laughs> colleges, worked forever. Colleges have been taking advantage of these athletes since the 20s. And athletes have been taking advantage of these universities since the <laughs> they, 20s, too. What is been, your point? They haven't been. They Come have, on. too. How many, fo- how many people are better off in life because they got a college degree on, a, on an athletic scholarship? Millions. But see, but see what you're doing. Millions. When you, when you do that, you're t- you're saying something that is true, but it doesn't go far enough. And so now you allow a student to 
write, uh, you know, uh, sell a jersey or sign an autograph for some money or something, then tax that money. But don't tax the scholarship. So why now can you be picky and choosy? That's a professional making money off of this and should be taxed on their income. Yes, 100%. I think that's a bluff. How is that a There's bluff? There's no way. You want to make another. That's America. Let, let, let's make another freaking uh, incriminating audio bet. No. That, I'm not going to bet on these athletes, lunatics. The ball's in. No, no the cat athlete, is now no out of the bag. No athletes are ever going to be taxed for their scholarship. I, it's day number one, and nothing has even happened, and there's already legislation it's, in it's North a, Carolina. That's a bluff. That's a bunch of bull. I that, agree with that, that sir. That, that, I think they should not, be. If no, they're professionals, they okay, should be taxed so on their got, income. So Austin, do kid. you pay income taxes? Uh, no, no, what? This isn't about me. Gordon, I know you pay income taxes. We all pay income taxes. If I had my way, call me Bernie Sanders here, but I would waive all student debt in the country. and uh, We'd probably all have to raise taxes to cover that yeah but that's i think student a student status is different how about this we we tax college scholarships you take that money directly apply it to paying off uh, everybody's student loans <laughs> what does everybody out there have to do with this though hmm. nothing really I'm just thinking of a way to pay for it you know <laughs> As somebody with plenty of student loan in their household, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> That's what I Let's figure out a way to get that done. Is that done. what it all comes down to is how will it benefit me? Yeah, you vote with your wallet. I know you do. There might have been an occasion or two, <laughs> but not often necessarily, only, primarily. Only every four years, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> is that all? Not true. I want the best interests of the country. But, anywho... <laughs> the news part of this we today. We don't know. We don't know how this is going to shake out. The, we, the, we really don't. The news part of this today is the NCAA appears to be on board, at least the board of board of governors, if a plan to preserve amateurism can be created. Uh, how about this? Let me repeat this because I mentioned it earlier. But how about you leave the scholarship alone, and if somebody makes extra money off their name, their likeness, their image, tax that money. That's good enough. You don't According have to tax. To you. you don't have to tax their scholarship too. Give me a break. So That's we're stupid. Gonna, we're going to start creating tax policy in this country well, there's because all kinds of exemptions. Gordon thinks no. it's stupid. No, there's all Gordon, kinds. <laughs> hey, everyone. Gordon Monson thinks this is stupid. So. Vote for me in 2020. <laughs> hey, man. There are other lunatics out there that have been elected to office. Uh, that is may have happened a time or two. I, I, I go ahead and tax what they make off their image and their name and their likeness, but don't tax the scholarship. You could you could make a waiver for that, right? Because Gordon says so. Oh man, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on out there. I that, personally think if they are pros, they should be taxed. They're not really so. Pros. I disagree. No, because they if, are pros. If they were pros, then they would have to pay them the salary that they're really worth. And in some cases, it's a whole lot more than scholarship money. Uh huh. And now we're talking about where is this really going? If that, well, if that's the, the way. Truth, the truth is, it's, if that's the way it really was, then then go ahead, go ahead and tax the money, but then pay pay uh, whichever player we're talking about here what he's really worth to the university. Remember when somebody did that study on Johnny Manziel? Oh, one in a zillion. Well, he was worth twenty million dollars to the university, maybe more. 
You see, I. But I, now you're going to say, hell, attacks their scholarship. No, they're not true professionals. How about you allow the the ones that want to do it the old-fashioned way to hold on to their scholarship under the old rules, and if somebody want to wants to elect to be a pro, then guess what? You're paying taxes. And, okay, and then, you okay, then wanna... allow them then if they elect to be a pro to pay them what they're really what the what the money they're generating for the university and get... or for some TV network or some other as determined by whom. And by the way, ti- there's a little thing called Title IX, which will never ever allow that to happen. So what we're talking about is where this is ending is ultimately unless they figure something out that's brilliant, tax the, the destruction money. of college tax, sports, tax. which I've told you. Forever no. tax. That's an overreaction. Tax. It's the not. Mo- yes, it is because of the stuff you just it's talked not about. Going to destroy universities can't pay whatever the determined value is for players. Okay. They can't do so it. So then, don't tax them for their scholarship. Tax them for the extra money they get. That that seems so so doable to me. The the bigger problem is making it as level as you can so that, the, that it won't be a huge recruiting advantage. I, I get that well, problem. That, that is never I, going I, I, to happen. I, well, it's not that way now. But uh, okay. Oh, come on. Utah Valley comes to me and says, we want to give you a scholarship. And meanwhile, North Carolina comes to me and they want to give me a scholarship. Well, okay. Well, uh, Or Arizona? I mean, it's all uneven anyway. Okay, what's and I'm just going to use BYU as an example, just because. All right, who is the the circle of trust or whatever down there that compensates coaches? Oh, the the committee of uh, boosters, the, the president's oh, circle, yeah. whatever it is. is. That what it is? Get ready for those guys, the to, Illuminati, to have an absolute iron fist hold over the athletic department because they are going to be buying recruits left and right, and then. Uh, you you let them into the door. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You suggest that as though those boosters don't already have an ironclad grip. But at least it's under the table, so there's that. Oh, so it's okay if it's, if it's dirty. So there's that. How would you like to be convicted for fraud thing that keeps everybody in line? <laughs> Jake, pay them for the extra money that's generated that they take advantage of. Don't. I mean, tax them for that, and then don't tax them for their scholarship. Isn't that easy enough? No, it's not. It is easy. It, it absolutely is not it that is. easy. Not not at all. And this is going to affect a relatively small. No, number it's of going to affect a lot more than you think at like, every like single what level. Oh, I bet it's I bet it's high because it's going to be used in recruiting. I'm telling you. So everybody gets some? And, and this is the misconception. I heard Hans and Scotty talking about this today. And they, you know, it's one thing to for the, you know, Tyler Huntley to endorse a car dealership because he's the starting quarterback. But what this is going to be used for is four-star recruit. Here's a half a million dollars. If anybody asks you where you got it, you sponsor <laughs> X Tech Company. Oh. That's where how it many, is. How many, That's what's how gonna many happen. guys are going to write a check for half a million dollars? If it gets, if it gets a recruit, especially if the player is unproven to begin with, because companies make a lot of money usually because they make wise business decisions. You don't think somebody down at BYU would have paid a half a million dollars for Jabari Parker? I don't. Did he want to go to Harry Potter World? A player, a player that you believe will get you to a Final Four. Uh, How much would they have paid? How much would someone have down there have paid Frank Jackson? Hey, pass on Duke. Come to BYU and take us home. Well, take us to a title. Frank end up if you, uh, 
But if you think it's a it's that kind of talent, yeah, they're going to line up to do all of that, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm not sure. Cam Newton that. took half, right around. Wasn't Cam Newton accused of so taking the, like so half a million dollars? already getting it. I'm just saying. So <laughs> it's going to happen more and more and more because now but, you can. But, but as long as nobody knew about it, then college sports is splendid. Right. But the second anybody knows about it, then it's all going to go, go to hell. That's a moral compromise I made years ago because I love college sports and want to see it exist well into the future. I hate amateurism. <laughs> Pay those college athletes. I hate you, that drop. You are one conflicted individual. Man, flip-flopping. His original take, Gordon. I hate amateurism. Pay those college Stay athletes. Tuned. And now this stuff. More Big mm-hmm. Show coming up mm-hmm. right around the corner. Join Tony and Austin on Wednesday sweet, sweet thing. at Ken Garf West. West Valley from 10 to noon, 4175 West, 3500 South. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.